evening, everyone. Um, public service announcement. If you want podcasts, your asses are going to have to go over to my Ask Anything page and ask some fucking questions because while I do have an opinion about practically everything, some guidance wouldn't be out of line. Uh, I'm running out of shit to talk about is what I'm getting at. So um, take your ass over to the page and ask me some fucking questions. You don't have to curse unless you really want to. Okay, tonight's question comes from Lady Holder. <laughs> and Julie just threatened me in the chat room. So, Lady Holder's question is, so when it comes to technology in your stories, how do you treat it? How do you keep it fresh? I've read older stories where the tech is very dated and that can throw me out of a trance. Um... As a second question, do you have a do you do you look at current tech and try to imagine what it might be like in ten, twenty, a hundred years? Well, I don't write um, science fiction, um, like futuristic science fiction, so uh, it I don't have to really think about that um, that too much. And yes, there was an entire discussion about what. The difference between a fuck ton and a metric ton is, and it was agreed that a fuck ton is more than a metric ton by, like, at least a buttload. So, there you go. Okay. Um, <clears throat> there was, uh, Here's the thing about me and science and technology, and I think like one of the only things that I've ever really that I could, that immediately comes to mind is that when I started writing Lantian Legacy, and I was trying to figure out what kind of technology um, Allie might give the expedition, um, things like weapons came up. Um, <laughs> So, for the record, a buttload is 126 gallons. So, a fuck ton is 126 gallons more than a metric ton. Now you know. Just in case you ever needed to wonder. Or had a question about it. There you go. I don't know how many gallons a metric ton is, though. But I am absolutely positive someone's going to tell me. Okay. I had to do this thing with Lantean Legacy, and I was trying to figure out what kind of technology and stuff that would um would would come out of it, and you know, and the, and the nanotech. And um, the only thing I really did was the foldable tablets. I thought that'd be really cool, you know, just a tablet that you could fold up and stick in your pocket. Um, and um, that was just something that I thought, you know, she might. <laughs> there are three hundred and fifty-eight gallons. Is that all? In a metric ton? Really? So, a fuck ton is 358 plus 126. Don't ask me to do math. Uh, whatever that may be. Someone's going to tell me in just a second, I'm pretty sure. 484 gallons is a fuck ton. There you go. That'd be a lot of wine. A lot of wine. Anyways, technology. 
um, sometimes in the Stargate Atlantis, especially when I'm writing Rodney's character, like, he'll go to work and I'll cut away to somebody else's point of view because I literally have no idea what Rodney's job actually is. I mean, his science is like, oh, look, here's some science stuff. Science. Go science some shit, Rodney, and we're going to go over here to John's point of view for a while because I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, no, we're not. I'm not gonna look up physics for my fan fiction. I'm just, I'm just not gonna. And sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll reference science that's happening, um, or I'll reference a project that's happening. But you know, but you're never gonna see me dig deep into it, or talk about math concepts, or, or do any of that because no, I'm, I'm just not interested in that. <laughs> so I'm not going to. Spend 15 hours on Wikipedia, etc., etc., trying to figure out the gravity of a star. Uh, or what it would really mean if a, if a planet had a 26-hour day. Or, no. As a matter of fact, I do have a calculator in my pocket all the time. I do. <laughs> but I do. But I did have a teacher once tell me that I needed to learn how to do that stuff in my head because I wouldn't always have a calculator available to me. She obviously wasn't capable of seeing the future. Um, but you know, I think one of the biggest issues I have with technology is not like current stuff or even just imagining what kind of technology they might have in the future or, you know, playing with the Star Trek tech or, you know, Star Wars or Star Trek, Star, uh, Stargate, not any of that. My problem comes when I'm writing in a, a fandom like, say, the Sentinel, I... <laughs> There's a part in The Awakening that if you actually watched The Sentinel on TV, you'd be going, Kira, no, that that actually, he wouldn't have been able to do that. That wouldn't have been possible. Because Blair is in Jim's truck on his laptop on the internet. Which, when The Sentinel was on TV, that kind of internet access would have been impossible. <laughs> and so just that just would not have been possible and um so, uh, you know Blair's cell phone would have been the size of his head right and so those are just things that I had a real problem with when I was writing The Awakening and I just like fuck just fuck it <laughs> author hand waves of destiny <laughs> fuck it because cause for real right you know you don't you don't even know what to do with that just so, I think that I would have more problem writing in a technology-free environment, um, unless it's like Harry Potter. Because because with Harry Potter, um, you can kind of mix technology in, but you got to be careful because. Um, Harry went to, ha to Hogwarts from 91 to 97. That that level of technology is a great deal different than what we enjoy today. 
you know. But then you, there's always that crutch of saying that muggle electronics don't work around magic, so you don't have to worry about it too much, and you don't have to, um, and you can play with magical concepts like, um, communication mirrors and and the flu and just you know all kinds of stuff like that so you don't have to worry about it too much but i would say that um that my biggest stumbling block is writing in a fandom where i have to adjust the technology to the time period um but interestingly enough, I, I wrote a short story about 20 years ago, and I picked it up, and I was looking at it, because I was thinking about um, updating it and, and submitting it somewhere, and I, I'm reading it, and my character is using dial-up internet. And I thought to myself, this would actually be too much work to update, so I closed it. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm just AOL. No, what? <laughs> Click. <laughs> I just that's just too much work. That is too much work, and that's just the first thing I saw. There's no telling what else is in there that I don't even that I'm not even aware of yet that I that I would need to fix. And that was just the first thing that popped up. Curiously enough, when I wrote Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond, I figured out what movie would be playing in London on the weekend of Hermione's birthday. When they go to see the movie that they went to see, and it was um, Dangerous Minds, I actually looked it up, and I went online, and I had to go back and, and look at, like, London newspapers online and find the movie listing for Hermione's 17th birthday weekend for London, so I would know what movies what movies were playing, and I picked one that I had I had seen, so I would you know have some familiarity with it if, if I used it. But I didn't end up using anything more than the title, and um, but yeah, I I did look it up. So sometimes you'll sneak a little detail in there that people will just assume that it's right, but that actually is accurate. That movie was playing that weekend in London in nineteen. 19- 96, I think, is, is is when that takes place in the story. So, yeah, I, I looked that shit up. <laughs> and it was very amusing. And also, um, um, in the unspeakable plot, I actually um, wrote down all the dates of the full moon for, um, for Remus's character. And um, in Darkly Loyal, the full moon that takes place in the part where Lupin is killed, um, is accurate. I, I, I look that kind of shit up. Uh, it's just the kind of thing that, you know, that, that you look up and, and, and you pay attention to the, you know, so, but technology and me normally get along as long as I'm not too far in the future where I have to spend too much time thinking about it and I get irritated and I spend too much time researching and I never write, or I have to go back too far in time and I'm like, what the fuck what were they using in 19 oh they didn't even have internet then well they might have had internet but it was more like not internet and these bitches are playing oregon trail (laughs) that's not gonna happen and floppy disks don't exist what am i gonna do with this delete 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 i'm just not even gonna no so sometimes you just have to um 
Jilly said in the chat room, I don't even like writing shit that took place before the smartphone. Right? Because you had to think about it. Because in, I remember in 1999 or 2000, I had a Nokia. I had that blue Nokia, you know? Um, that one that was indestructible, that, that no one could break, I totally broke mine. I took it in to the phone store where I was, it was Nextel maybe, where where I was getting my phone, and um and I took it in, and I said, I broke my phone. And I pulled it out of my purse, and they were like, no, you didn't. I'm like, yeah, I did. I broke my phone. And they were like, no, you didn't break your phone. And so I handed it to them, and they're like, holy shit, you broke your phone. <laughs> because it was, like, literally impossible to break Nokia. <laughs> it was like... The one ring of, of cell phones. It was just really indestructible, and I broke it. I ran that phone over once, and it didn't break. And then one day I dropped it, and it broke. <laughs> just like, I don't even know what that was. But anyway, so, but yeah, you don't even... I, I I had a flip phone when they were popular, and um, then I had one of those phones that slides. I loved my slide phone, and then I had a BlackBerry. Um, I actually miss my BlackBerry. Uh, I really miss being able to slam my phone down and hang up on somebody. For those of you who are, you know, like below the age of 30, you might not even know what that means, but... Um, Used to, you know, phones like had cords and like you hang them up physically to end a phone call and you could slam it down when you were mad at somebody. And now you just gotta push the off button viciously and it doesn't make the same noise. It doesn't make, it doesn't have any of the same satisfaction. There's just so viciously you can push an off button. And they don't even know it. They don't even know how viciously you push the button. They have no clue. That you just viciously hung up on them. I think I'm going to, you know, I think I, I I have to get a new phone pretty soon. Because my batteries um, stopped doing what, you know, it's supposed to do. It like only holds a charge for like three hours or whatever. And I know I could get a new um, battery. But I've had this phone for two years. And maybe it's time to get a new phone. And I think I have a free upgrade. And if there, And if I have a free upgrade, why wouldn't I get a free phone? I'm just saying. Why wouldn't I? But I won't get an iPhone because my mother has an iPhone. And <sighs> suck it, Lady Holder. Just suck it. Yes, you did tell me six months ago that I needed to get a new phone. I'm on board with that plan now. I, I take change slowly. Just saying. I have to think about it. I don't even, um, I don't, <laughs> I'm not even going to address what you just said in the chat room. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if I want the edge. I don't know. I don't, I, I really don't know. It. Um. 
I don't know what I want. I'll go down and look at phones and poke at them for a while and try to figure out what I like and what I don't like. And you know, maybe, maybe I'll go tomorrow. I don't know if I want a giant phone like a Galaxy Note or if I want a small phone. Um, I have a small phone currently, and honestly... I think I might like to get a bigger phone just so I'll be able to see the board for Words with Friends a little better. Um, <laughs> it would make playing the game a lot easier if my screen was bigger. Because currently I have a Galaxy Mini. And I like it because it's small. Um, but maybe um, it's too small. I, I'm just saying. it. it could Size matters. Size definitely matters. My phone is about the size of an iPhone 6, Rogue. Um, and because my mom's got an iPhone 5 or an iPhone 6, I don't really remember which one. Um, and she hates it. She hates it. She hates it. She hates it. I do. I do have small hands. Um, my biggest ring finger is a 7. And a half. Well, my biggest finger for rings is a seven and a half. And my pinky, I wear a four. I wear a size four on my pinky and a size six on my ring finger. So I do have small hands, um, if that gives you reference. Um, so um, I, I don't have a problem using a small screen as far as my fingers go. I just can't see the shit on it. Which is more a sign of how old I am versus um, any other part of me. And I do have a very small phone, yes. But I'm, I, I think I'm going to get a big one because size matters. Um, but um, technology, I think sometimes um, the technology can be... Um, I try to to insert technology or feature it in such a way that it kind of... Dr- like giants over the plot or giants over the scene. You don't want, I don't want, I never want um, the environment to take um, precedence over my characters because my characters are, um, I prefer to have a character-driven story. I like to move that way, so I tend to not... um, Not worry about it too much in that respect. Um, but yes, when when you're looking at older works and you see like them using a floppy disk or you see them um, using a, a, a dial-up internet connection or um, a rotary phone and, and they're not being ironic. <laughs> Backing up to tape. <laughs> Or, um, you know, not having Bluetooth or um, not, you know, um, I don't know. It's just, you know, (laughs) and you're like, you know, I have nightmares about that AOL dial-up tone that used to, you know, oh, God. Oh God! And it would be so bad, and it would and it would dial through five, six numbers because everybody in your fucking neighborhood was on the fucking AOL, and <laughs> you have mail. 
<laughs> that would be so exciting. Now I get really excited when I get mail in my mailbox. <laughs> oh, look, somebody sent me a real letter. <laughs> Email is no longer exciting. It really is not. Um, but when you watch a, a show or you read a book or you read a story where they don't have email, you're like, well, you just email. Oh. I had Earthlink for a while, too. I had to, I had to switch from AOL to Earthlink because AOL um, overcharged me and I got mad and I pitched a big fit and cussed them out. So then I had to go to Earthlink. Um, and at one time I had net zero. <laughs> <laughs> I had net zero dial up for for a little bit. Um but uh one show I watch, it's really interesting. It's on Netflix. It's called Murdoch Mysteries and it's um it takes place it, it's set in Canada in um the early 1800s, I believe, and they're just now starting to get electricity and um why do you still have your old dial up account? Is it a backup? Get a new email. <laughs> I love Murdoch Mysteries, though. If you if you've not watched Murdoch Mysteries and you have Netflix, I highly recommend it. He um, it's always funny when he invents something that um, that currently exists. Like when he invented um, he invented silly, um, silly putty to uh to to do something with, and his captain wanted to take it home for his kids to play with, and Murdoch says this is not a toy. <laughs> he was using it to lift something off a like a print or something. He was using it for some kind of crime thing and got really mad because his captain wanted to give it to his kids as a toy. <laughs> and then he, they had this one constable who's all the time inventing games that actually exist now. Like, um, oh, it's so funny. He, like, invented Clue one day. He said, wouldn't it be great? And da-da-da-da, talking about solving crime. And Murdoch said, no one wants to solve crime. No no one's going to want to do that. <laughs> and he invented Monopoly one day. It's just, it's really fucking funny. Um, uh, anyways, I, I highly recommend Murdoch Mysteries. It's it's a great show. I also recently watched Wallander. Um, and um, very good. Um, a little dark. Uh, I watched Broadchurch on Netflix too. Um, amazing, amazing performance by David Tennant. Um, but dark. It's it's, um, it's grim. It's a grim show. Uh, but uh, I can't. I the other. I guess about six months ago, I was reading in the Hawaii Five O fandom, and I accidentally clicked on an like the original series um, category instead of the new series on AO3. And so I'm reading the story, and it is really good, and I'm really enjoying it. And then um, Steve goes into a phone booth, and I'm like, what the hell are you doing in a phone booth, Steve? Just, oh, fuck, I'm reading in the wrong fandom. (laughs) I did finish the story. It was really good. But he went into a phone booth, and I'm like, how the fuck did he find a phone booth? I could not locate a phone booth if my life depended on it. I mean, for real. And I was like, "Why the hell is Steve in a phone book, a phone booth?" I was like, "I don't, I don't get it." And then I and then I realized that it was the 1967 
show fandom and not the new version. It was a good story though. Um, but yeah, he was in a phone booth and I was just not getting it. It, it, it just it just didn't compute. I just just like what? <laughs> I I know where there's a phone booth, but there's no phone in it, just a booth. I don't know why the booth's still standing there if the phone is gone. But no, I can't even. But you know what? I wa- the other day I watched that sh- that movie Hackers with um, Johnny Lee Miller and um, Angelina Jolie, and um, they used payphones in the subway for hacking. And I was like, "Would you look at that shit?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that maybe that phone booth is for Superman. But it is a question. What's Superman gonna do when all the um phone booths are gone? It's it it's a bad situation for Superman. The cell phone era is a very bad situation for Superman. What's he gonna do? But you know, in my area, they don't even have full length phone booths. They have like little phone booths, like stands, where you know, just a little bit of <coughs> cover for the payphone. Men's changing rooms and dark alleys, adult bookstore. Yeah, Superman's gonna have some really unsavory choices. Yeah, that's that's where that's going. Um, but yeah, so. So technology, sometimes it changes so quickly and you have older works and you're like, I, what am I going to do with that? And like, I think that uh, one of the things I noticed about, about this Hawaii Five-0 um, porta potties <laughs> Superman cannot go into a porta potty Um, um one thing, well, CCTV is another thing that would be a really difficult situation for um, Superman. There'd be no hiding who he was. Eventually, they would catch him on CCTV going in some places, Clark, and coming out some places, Superman. <laughs> but then facial recognition software would totally ruin his his um, his his secret identity anyway. So I don't think I don't think anybody like in today's society I'm not sure an unmasked hero would be able to have a secret identity. Even casinos have facial recognition software. So just so you know, that's just a little ridiculous. You can get a facial recognition app for your phone. Anyways, <clears throat> Anyways, technology does change on a dime, and it makes it sometimes difficult um, to keep your work current. And if you have older works, um, it can be very difficult. So a lot of times I will avoid um, technology to keep my, um, you know, I'll mention a cell phone, but I won't mention what kind of cell phone it is. I don't use brand names. Um, 
for more than one reason, and one reason is because it doesn't let your material get dated. Don't use real names of TV shows or books because um, it can date your material. But if you're very careful, if you're very careful when you're writing, especially an original work, you can get around, you can just move around it without actually... Um, being very specific because the more specific you are about the technology that your characters are using, whether it's a computer or a phone, the harder it is to keep your material from looking dated. <clears throat> what else? What else? What else? Uh, I think, all, but you know what though? If someone bitches about your technology in your story, tell them to kiss your ass. <laughs> I mean, just really, just tell them to kiss your ass. Because they're not doing it. Fuck them. If they want something different, tell them to fucking write it. I get so tired of of people picking at things. Just to make themselves, I don't know what, is it, is it because you want to look good? Is it because you want to appear more intelligent than the writer? I mean, why are you doing this? Why are you invested in this? Why is this important to you to point out? Um, what sort of validation are you getting out of nitpicking that makes it okay in your mind? I'm just curious. Anyways. That's really all I gotta say about that. Which probably wasn't a lot. But at least I had something to talk about. <laughs> well, actually what I there was a there's a um there's a thing that I actually have in, in what might have been that um um became an issue. Um in an earlier part of what might have been, Sebastian has a Kindle. And he asked McKay to get him an SD card. Well, someone emailed me because she couldn't find the SD slot on her Kindle. And she wanted to know how Sebastian got a fucking SD card <laughs> in her Kindle because she wanted one so she could expand her memory. And I had to tell her that the first generation Kindle had an SD slot, but all the Kindles that came after it did not. So, you know. But Kindle Fires are different than the regular Kindle. I have a regular Kindle. I don't have an SD slot. My, um, there are two different, like, there's one generation of Fire that has a SD slot and one that doesn't. Because I have, one of my nieces has a, an, an, a, a, a Kindle Fire that does not have an SD card. And um, slot. So I was really surprised that they didn't have an SD card. But it also has more space than my nephew's Kindle Fire, which does have an SD slot. The new 7s do have SD slots. The The Kindle Fire 6 does not, and my niece has the 6, and she's kind of pissed because she doesn't have an SD slot. <laughs> but she'll get over it. <laughs> How many pictures of her fucking dog can she take? I'm just saying. Anyways... 
so yeah, that was one thing that um, the the reader was really frustrated because she couldn't find the SD slot on her regular Kindle, and so um, she was, you know, <laughs> it was really funny. Anyways, you guys have a good evening, and I will catch you tomorrow. Remember. Take your butts over to my site and ask me some fucking questions. Catch you later.